Hello, everyone, and welcome to Someone Should Have Told Me. I am so happy to be here. I know I've been trying to put the podcast out every week, but now that I'm doing my own editing, it is taking me a bit longer. But we will get back on track, and I thank you guys for your patience and being there with me. I would like to tell you today that your attitude can make you or break you. It has so much to do with how people accept you or not accept you. I was talking to someone and I was like, I have gotten to the age where I think things could have been so different if I had known that, first of all, I need to be thankful. You can want more in your life, but first, you need to be thankful for what you already have. There are lessons to be learned, but your attitude can make them easy or make them hard. I think that sometimes we complain so much that it just becomes natural. You complain about every little thing. But do you know, if you use that time you were complaining, you probably could have been done with what you had to do and went on about your business. When there's something that you really don't wanna do, that's the time when you need to jump in, get it done, so you can put it behind you. I know that to be thankful can take you far. When my sons went away, when they left home, they both moved out of town. And when they would tell me that the people that they were dealing with would be like, oh my goodness, your parents raised you right. You are such a mannerable, thoughtful young men, both of them. Well, of course, they're separate stories. So one would tell me and then the other one would tell me and I would be like, oh my goodness, I am thankful that they are mannerable and that they have a good attitude that can take them far because people will do more for a thankful, happy person than they would for some sour person that's always complaining. Because no matter what you do, they're going to complain anyway. I want to tell you a story about I and some ladies were sitting around talking and we were just, just talking. And the one lady, she said, oh, I don't make my son say thank you or I'm sorry. I'm like, oh my God. But it was not a person that I would approach and try to tell them differently because some people you know, you would have, it would have got into a big discussion and it would have 
you know, been going back and forth. So I just didn't feel like that. That wasn't the mood I was in at the time. And it wasn't the right time or the surroundings to get into a discussion like that. But lessons are always to be learned. When I heard her say that, I said, oh my goodness, she is going to make life so much harder for her child. Because if you're not thankful for what you have and you're not thankful and then you're not apologetic to what you've done or you thought you'd done, it doesn't hurt you to say, you know what, If I'm sorry. Whatever you think I've done, even if you don't feel like you've done it, it's like, I'm sorry. If that'll make that person feel better, just I'm sorry whatever. But the attitude that can make you or break you. So after, after we had had that conversation, I was just thinking that poor child, that poor child. And I forgot about it. But here we are. And the opportunity presented itself because things, you just wait. It just goes in the way it's supposed to go. And things happen and you don't even be expecting it. But I was happy for the opportunity to help this child. And it just came out of nowhere. It was Christmas time and I had bought the child two gifts. And then I had bought these other um, young ladies. They were little girls and I had bought them gifts as well. So when we went to exchange gifts, the children were there and I, we passed out all the gifts and there was something that I had to do with the, with the two little girls that, um, we had to put the gift in water and then it exposed some frozen character or whatever. And so I wanted to do it with them because I'm the one giving them the gift and who knows, it was Christmas. It was before Christmas. So when they got their real Christmas gift, they probably wasn't going to even be thinking about the little gift that I had bought them. So I said, well, let's go to some water and expose your character. So we went downstairs, but the other child that I had bought the gift, the two gifts for, I had bought them a item of clothing and then I had bought them a toy. So I took the little two girls so that we could uh, reveal their characters. And then the other child came and he was like, I want to open up one of my gifts. I said, go ask your mother to give you one of the gifts that I gave you. And we're down there with, the, I'm down there with the girls and we're revealing what their characters are. And then the other child came down and he said, it was a boy. He said, why you buy me a shirt? I was like, oh my God. Oh my goodness. But okay, here's my opportunity because I wasn't even thinking of it. And true enough, I bought the shirt because that would have pleased his mother. But I bought the toy because that would have pleased the child. I had already gotten the shirt, so I wasn't going to take it back. So I gave him both. So I said, when he said, why did you buy me a shirt? I said, 
first of all, you need to say thank you. And second of all, I bought you another gift. Go upstairs and tell your mom to give you the other gift that I bought for you. So he came back down and he showed me the toy and he was like, oh, you did buy me something else. And I said, you should be saying thank you because that was not nice that you came down here and said, why did I buy you a shirt? Because you have to be thankful for whatever you get. You have to be thankful and you have to say thank you because then the person knows that you appreciate what they gave you. Then the two little girls was like, oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and he said, thank you. And I was like, oh my God, that opportunity presented itself so that I could teach him a lesson. I was not upset at all at the way that he came down because he's a child. He is learning every minute. We all are really learning every minute of every day in our lives. And so I was thankful that I had the opportunity to teach this child what thank you was all about. And he understood. And he now says thank you. And I am so happy because those two words will take you far. And then if you say it with meaning instead of just saying it, it'll take you even further. You know, your attitude is what can make things easier or harder. There are adults out there that are still all about me, 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 me. I want, I want, I want, never thinking of anyone else. And so guess what? People aren't going to say anything to you. They're just going to avoid you because they don't want to be bothered with that self-righteous attitude about everything always being about you. I want, I want. You have to think about it. Would you want to be around someone that is inconsiderate and don't care about anyone but themselves? I don't think they have too many friends. They just have the family that love them. Everybody has someone that loves. But we have to love those people as well and try to help them on their journey so that they can get better. Always, if you can help someone else to be a better person, then that is a notch in your crown. So always just be willing to help. Now, people say to me, like about my mom and dad, my mom and dad are 88 years old, and I am so glad to have them. And you know, I talk about them in my podcast a lot, but as you know, my dad takes care of my mom and my mom has dementia. And people look at me and they say, oh my God, it must be so hard for you to see your mom like that. And I'm like, huh? You know what? My attitude about that is I am so happy to have my mother and father still in the land of the living. And it's okay that 
That is the way she is because I accept her however she comes. And it gets hard sometimes, but that's okay. I'm not going to make it harder on myself by having the wrong attitude about things. Now, sometimes when we go to give her her pills, her medication, she will get angry. And you can tell by the look on her face that she is not about to cooperate. And so you try. And then I think about it. And if she is too resistant, I set them down and I walk away and I'd be like, I'll wait five, 10 minutes because guess what? She's going to be a different person with a different attitude by the time I go back. She's not going to even remember that I tried to give her the pills before. And so then I wait five, 10 minutes and I go back and I'd be like, mom, you need to take your pills. And she'll be like, okay, baby. <laughs> and my attitude about that is, it's hilarious. And I enjoy her how she is. She can laugh and joke and she'll be like, oh my goodness, you are such a nice lady. Do I know your mother? And I'll say, yes, you do, because it's you. And she'll just start laughing. And you know, the joy of her laughter and the squeeze big hug that she may give me is worth me accepting her however she is. And I am just glad that she is here. And I am thankful that she is still here because it could be so different. She can be, she could be worse than what she is. So I am thankful that she is, can still walk around and she can still sometimes be here. Now, I have three sisters and three brothers. She knows our faces. She might not can't call our names, but she knows that we are the ones who love her. And she's happy when we come and to see that joy in her face, it is amazing and it is priceless. And I do not feel bad for one second that she is like she is and I enjoy her how she is because there's nothing that I can do to change it but I can accept it. And my attitude about accepting it makes it easier for me to deal with. Now, don't get me wrong. I have had a few minutes of a breakdown, you know, once in a while. And I'd be like, oh, my mother. And I miss who she was. And I miss the way we were and how we could communicate. But that doesn't stop me from appreciating how she is now and appreciating that she is still here in the land of the living and I accept her as she is. And that is the attitude that I have about it. And that is what makes it easier for me. Because if you think about it, when you're complaining Things could be so much worse. So you should appreciate and accept what it is that you have and what you are dealing with. 
because that attitude is what's going to carry you through or bring you down. People are always watching. People are always taking a mental attitude, even when you do not know. And I said mental attitude, but I meant a mental note of your attitude. Whether you know it or not, people are watching you and they are thinking, oh my goodness, I don't, I don't want to deal with that person because they have a terrible attitude. Or they're watching you and they're taking a mental note and they're like, you know what? That person has such a positive outlook on things. I need some of that in my life. I want to get a hold of just a morsel of that attitude and I need that in my life. I think I might have mentioned this um, a little bit in my last podcast, but some people that you think are really mean, it is just a cover up because they are really so sweet and they are vulnerable. And they don't want to be taken advantage of. They don't want their kindness to be taken for their weakness. Because, let me tell you, just because I am kind, don't mean that I'm going to take anything off of you. Because that attitude of you thinking that you can overcome or boss or treat me some kind of way that's not good... I'm not going to be accepting of it and I am going to avoid you because that is not what I want to be around. But don't you think for one second that I am weak because I am kind. When I was talking about people taking a mental note of you and how you carry yourself and how you are around others, it happened to me. I was doing a job, home care, and I would go to people's homes and I would give them showers and maybe fix them a little breakfast or whatever. That was a while back. And it was a home care job that a family called and they wanted their grandmother to come to their wedding. And so, I guess, at the office, they were like, oh my, who will we send? Who will we send to someone's wedding that will uphold the name of our company with dignity and grace? They called me. They called me, asked me, did I want to go to a wedding? All I had to do, they were going to get the grandmother dressed. All I had to do was ride in the car with her. I didn't even have to drive. They were going to drive us. Ride in the car with her. Make sure she was content at the wedding and at the reception. And then they would take us home and I would stay with the grandmother. And they even came and helped her get her pajamas on to go to bed. 
I and then they went back and I stayed with the grandmother until they came back from the wedding. Oh my goodness. I'm like, why me? Why did you guys choose me to do this? Because it was a wonderful assignment. I mean, I got to go to a beautiful wedding and I got to go to the reception and it was beautiful and it was wonderful food, a whole seven course meal. And they chose me to do it. And when I asked why, they said, Norlinda, you were the one that we felt that could uphold our company and we could be proud to send you. And we thank you. And I was thankful that they chose me because it was just wonderful. I, I had, couldn't have had a better assignment. So I was very thankful. But it was my attitude and how I carried myself when no one was looking or I thought no one was looking. And it came back to me and it was very pleasant for me because when you think no one is looking and you still are carrying yourself with the proper attitude that you should and the proper way that you can, should, a human being should conduct themselves. And it is quite rewarding because people appreciate it. Well, that was a little while ago and we all can have the right attitude when we know someone is watching. And then I say, when you can have a good attitude, when you think no one is watching, but when is that? Nowadays, I tell people all the time, you should live your life like you are always on camera because there are cameras everywhere. People are popping out their phones. There's cameras on the streets when we drive. There are cameras in the stores. There are cameras just about everywhere. People are even driving with cameras on their car. So we should always conduct ourselves like we are on camera because you never know who's watching and you never know when you are on camera. So as I said, just live your life like you are always being watched and that will help your attitude. Just get used to it. It's the way of the world. Do you also know that say for instance, you are the one in charge. Your attitude, if you're a parent, if you're a teacher, if you are a football coach, your attitude is what sets the tone for the rest of the people that you are in charge of. So if you are going to be like, ah, all crazy, then so is the rest of the people that you're in charge of, whether it's your team or your classroom or your children, you set the precedence. I learned this also because my dad said while he was taking care of my mom that how he presents himself to her is how she comes back to him. So 
at first when he was taking care of her and she would do something that, you know, may have been hard or out of the ordinary. And if he got angry, then she would come right back with anger. But if he comes and nicely talks and tells her, you know, this is the way that we really should be doing things, then she accepts it and she is better with her attitude because he is good with his attitude. I was looking for some poems, which I say poems, I know people have said to me, it's poem. Well, poem doesn't sound good as poem to me. So I'm going to say poem. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I want to read this poem to you guys. And it was dedicated to a couple of people. It's written by David Bailey. And I thought it was hilarious because he dedicated it to two people, a man and a female, a woman and a man. And so it reads like this. Look at yourself. You're great. But why does no one like you? Attitude, that is the key. You fine. You are handsome. And you're what every man goes for. And you are what every girl wants. But they get to you and then it shows your attitude. It's a disaster. You were sexy until it showed its ugly head. You're, <laughs> you're dumb for being so vicious. You need to be sweet, be easy. But don't let people walk all over you. It's not cool at all. So find a better way to express yourself instead of growing horns and turn, turning into a bull. Like I said, the difference is your attitude. And then he dedicated it, as I said, to two people, which was hilarious to me. But I have one more. Actually, I was trying to get two more, but the one I couldn't get clearly. But I'll tell you what it pretty much said. It said that attitude is more important than money, more important than more important than education, more important than any and everything. It is so important because you can have plenty of money and have a terrible attitude and people will only love you for your money. You don't want that. You want people to love you because you are who you are and that you are making a wonderful mark on this world. But attitude is so important. And as I said in the beginning, it can make or break you. But that poem, I don't know why I couldn't get it to print properly, but I guess it wasn't meant for me to read. You know me, I'm all about what 
is happening. I shouldn't have to struggle to make it happen if it's meant to happen. Anyway, so the last poem that I would like to leave you with is Our Lives. And this poem, I didn't catch who it was written by, but it is an awesome poem. And I thank you. And Lord knows that I would never try to use anyone else's things as my own. I would never do plagiarism. Anyway, I'm going to read this poem and the author is unknown. Our lives are not determined by what happens to us, but by how we react to what happens to us. Not by what life brings us, but by the attitude that we bring to life. A positive attitude causes a chain reaction of positive thoughts, events, and outcomes. It is a catalyst a spark that creates extraordinary results. And I really, really like that poem because it's short and it's sweet. And it just lets you know that it is up to you how things go by your attitude and how you accept things, how you react to things. So next time that you want to have a bad attitude, think about it. Change your thought and bring a better attitude with you. Now, you know what I always say, you can keep on trying. It, you are not always successful when you are trying, but you just keep on trying until you are successful. So everybody, I wish you a happy week and I wish you a happy attitude and I wish you all the luck in the world to keep trying to have the best attitude no matter what is happening to you and no matter what time of life it is for you, attitude can make things better or it can make things worse. So have a good attitude about everything, about what you have to do, when you have to do it, how you have to do it, and it'll make it so much easier for you. Again, I love each and every one of you, and I can't wait to talk to you again. Have a wonderful day. Oh, oh yeah, I can't go without saying that I can be emailed at sshtmpodcast at gmail.com. Email me with your questions, comments, something you want to talk about, something you want me to talk about. I am listening. Ha <laughs> ha. That's like Fraser. I'm listening. And you can listen to my podcast just about anywhere. Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pandora. Listen now reason podcast and i am on facebook and twitter and again i love you all and i look forward to talking to you next time have a great week oh and if i don't get one out next week which i'm gonna try really hard i'll talk to you soon have a great week or a great two weeks but i will 
I will be back and we'll be there to talk to you. Love you guys. Bye.